HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Castor and Pollux, maker of America's number one organic pet food, Organics. Look for their newest line, Pristine, the only complete line of pet food made with responsibly sourced ingredients. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org slash pets. My name is Hannah Forden. I'm the membership coordinator at Heritage Radio Network, but even before I joined the team, I loved listening to HRN during my subway commute. It made the time go quickly and left me feeling inspired for the day ahead. HRN listeners tune in from all over the world, but there are a few traits that we all have in common, no matter where we listen from. A curious palate, the fierceness to make a difference, and a hunger for lifelong learning about the culinary world. As you know, Heritage Radio Network is a listener-supported nonprofit. To deliver the most ambitious, entertaining, and of-the-moment stories in 2018, we need your help. We need to raise $150,000 by December 31st to accomplish these goals and to keep your favorite shows on the air. Together, we can make this HRN's most exciting, impactful, and delicious year yet. Become a member by donating today. Join us at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, and you'll immediately start enjoying benefits such as VIP invitations to HRN events, where you will mix and mingle with your favorite hosts. Memberships also make a perfect holiday gift for all the foodies in your life. This year, why not give the gift of food radio? You'll hear your generosity in action for the year to come. Help keep our lights on and our mics hot by pledging your support today at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for listening. HR and Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is Bushwick. I'm Kat Johnson here with our executive director, Katie Mosman Wadler. Hey guys. Julia Child Fellow, Jordan Werner. Hey, hey. Membership coordinator, Hannah Forden. Happy Thursday. And once again, we have Vitor in the studio in the, in the, uh, I'm like totally blanking on the name of that room. The booth. That place. The booth. Hello. <laughs> this is all the studio. Um, thanks for being here again, Vitor. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> I've been trying to practice to sound more like David, but <laughs> how am I doing? Pretty good. That's pretty good. Great. <laughs> Today on Happy Hour, we are joined by Allison Lacey. Hi, Allison. Hi, guys. John DeBerry. Hi. 
And Jessica Dragonetti. Hello. Um, Allison is the brand manager of Emmy Roth. So we're talking cheese. Um, they're a leading provider of specialty cheeses from Wisconsin and Switzerland. John DeBerry is a bar expert and author and a friend of mine for a while. And Jessica Dragonetti is from Ore Washers. Jessica, what's your official title with Ore Washers? Depends who's asking. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wear many hats, so depends on the day. That's day, awesome. Uh, pie deliverer. You know, pie deliverer. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. That sounds like the best job ever <laughs> for yeah. us and for you. <laughs> um, well, we're so happy for all you guys to be here. Um, we're going to talk about um, some really awesome food that's in the studio today. And this is just in time for the holidays. So. We're super excited. Before we get into talking more with our guests, we're going to give you the quick rundown of what's been happening on our shows this week, and then we're going to tell you all about some great events coming your way. One of them is coming from ours truly, and uh, we're going to talk about getting some delicious pies from Ore Washers, because I know you're going to be jealous, because we have a mountain of pie in front of us, uh, so you need these for your next holiday get-together. And then, of course, we're going to finish our show with some trivia um, we have some Thanksgiving trivia, and I might throw in a little bit of uh, custom JDB trivia. <laughs> Just get ready. Just God. get ready. All right. So let's get started with the headlines. Vitor, can you cue up the music for us? On this week's Feminine About It, Chris and Rachel are joined by Keith Sees and Jonathan Galbraith, representing the National Honey Board, to t- learn how honey can be used to make beer, spirits, cereal, baked goods, and more. So tune in and listen to how you can play your part in saving the bees by drinking more of your favorite adult beverages. <laughs> and then on Buen Limon, Mariana headed to Manila to discover all of the historic connections between Mexico, the Philippines, and Spain, all through the best food. And uh, Mariana and Diego also chatted with Ana Gomez Bravo in Washington State to find out more about the bonds between language and food. And speaking broadly, welcomed Iranian-born Homa Dashtaki to explain how her white mustache yogurt is made the slow, long way, turning just two ingredients into a perfect handmade product. So you can listen in uh, to see what those two mystery ingredients are, in addition to the power of making your art, uh, which is finding a like-minded community to support and inspire you, and the rewards of working with family. And then on Feast Your Ears, it gets into the holiday spirit this week as Cranberry Farmers Diane Moss and Mary Ann Lee come into the studio to talk about the Ocean Spray Co-op of growers and how their berries make it onto tables all across the USA every year in November. Tune in to hear further cranberry varieties, recipes, and more for your Thanksgiving table and beyond. Go Cranmas! We've also just posted an incredible four-part series on the James Beard Foundation's annual Food Summit Conference. This conference was titled Consuming Power. Be sure to check it out. You can listen through our HRN On Tour special to learn about the power we all have to reshape our food systems, preserve the environment, and learn how food transcends multiple avenues of race, class, and politics. Not to be missed. So those are just a few of the shows that happened this week on HRN. We have 35 weekly shows, so make sure you go onto heritageradionetwork.org and check out all of them, because there's something for everybody. All right, so 
We have a lot of really exciting things going on right now. We're in the middle of our end-of-year fundraising drive, and that has a lot of different components. Um, the first one that I'm very excited about is today we just launched our Charity Buzz online auction, and we have eight different really incredible lots there. Um, and they take place all across the country, so there's something for everyone. You can go foraging for mushrooms with Katie Button in Asheville. You can go tour the Modernist Cuisine Lab in um, Seattle. Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's... I'm like, is it in Bellevue? Bellevue. Seattle. Yeah, yeah there well. you go. The Pacific Northwest general <laughs> area, guys. Um, so please go. They're going to be online until December 7th. So you can go and bid um, for your chance to have some really, really cool, unique experiences that money cannot buy. So check it out. It's going to be awesome. We also have a really special event coming up on December 4th. It's a Monday night. We would really love for all of you to be there. Please join us, HRN, our staff, hosts, members, and some very talented chefs and bartenders for a delicious evening at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden. We're going to be in the beautiful Palm House and the Yellow Magnolia Cafe. Our event is called Winter in the Garden. We're going to kick off the holiday season. We're also going to support our end-of-year drive. And uh, the food is going to be absolutely incredible. We have 12 different food stations plus past canapes, special cocktails. Uh, this guy you might know about called Souther Teague is the mm-hmm. wine enthusiast mixologist of the year. So, of course, he is going to be our chief bartender for the night, mixing up incredible cocktails. And uh, we're going to have a really, really cool silent auction, too. So if the Charity Buzz items are looking a little steep for you, then um, we're going to have a huge range of options at our silent auction, which are going to range from some really cool bottles of wine to uh, a travel experience where you can go spend a couple of nights at the Ace Hotel in L.A. There's going to be an ultimate cherry bomb package with Jubilee tickets and swag and a signed book. There's going to be door prizes. It's going to be really, really, really awesome, and there's going to be so much food so come help us eat and drink all of it the tickets are $95 for general admission and $175 for VIP which includes an hour of early access so all of the extra food plus you get a very special French 75 and some past canapes and past oysters it's going to be very fancy and uh, for all of our HRN happy hour listeners we have a special promo code for you because we love you and we're grateful for you especially you Neil and uh, our what promo up, code is uh, <laughs> friends and family all caps no spaces so use that I hope we see you there tell us you heard about us on HRN happy hour guys <laughs> for more information and tickets go to heritageradionetwork.org slash holiday and our friends at MoFad, the Museum of Food and Drink, have an event coming up as well. It's called Birds and Bubbles. It's on Thursday, November 30th. This is the museum's first of their many tasting exhibit series. So go and enjoy an evening of unlimited bubbly by what? Brooklyn's... Yeah. <laughs> unlimited bubbly. <laughs> I read that without registering what I was saying, but unlimited bubbly is, is real. Um, by Brooklyn's Bedvine Wine and Spirits, tasty treats from Alberta's Fall 2017 catering menu, and a live demonstration by MoFad chefs. So for tickets, head to eventbrite.com, and I think you can probably search MoFad. That sounds super exciting. And I know that all of you listening at home wish that you could be here enjoying happy hour with us Drinking some delicious Ken Falls Brewery. Hey, beer. Barry. Hey, Barry. <laughs> um, but now's your chance because we're having a happy hour. Um, 
on the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, Tuesday, November 28th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Topaz, which is an awesome, beautiful bar in Bushwick slash East Williamsburg. Um, And we're doing that to celebrate Giving Tuesday. Um, So as we just mentioned, we are getting ready and (laughs) full steam ahead (laughs) for our... uh, end of year fund drive so we have to raise $150,000 by December 31st at the end of the year so for Giving Tuesday we need your help to get there Um, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Facebook are teaming up to match funds raised by nonprofits like us when they're raised on that day November 28th through Facebook's um, donation tools so we ask that all of you A. go to Facebook make a donation or you can even set up a donation page on your own Facebook and tell your friends why they should support Heritage Radio Network um, and you can also join us to celebrate the day and the season of giving at the Topaz the party is from 6 to 8 it is free um, although we will certainly be asking for donations um, and you can RSVP on Eventbrite as well come see us Come help us on Giving Tuesday. Yeah, we're also just going to need like moral support because that's the <laughs> Tuesday before our big event. So come have a drink with us. And yeah. It's just going to be relaxing and a chill night. Uh, no, nothing like high stress. So just come have a beer. We'll see you there. And the Topaz makes really great happy hour drinks. Mm-hmm. Just a plug for them. Super good cocktails. Um, also, so we let's let's get into it, guys. Okay. Let's start with dessert first. <laughs> Always. We have Orwasher pies here. And Jessica, thank you so much for bringing them. Don't worry. Anytime you guys want them. <laughs> I, pie delivery woman is definitely my favorite That's job title. That's amazing. So. This so, is documented on the radio yeah. now. <laughs> we'll be calling you tomorrow. So, um, pie. So tell us all pie. about what you brought. Yeah, I brought you guys four different pies. Um, we love New York State apples, so we actually do two varieties. We have a crumble top and a traditional lattice top. Then we have a pecan pie and a pumpkin pie. Oh my gosh. You need pumpkin uh, for Thanksgiving. So we've been, you know, working hard and we're going to be making a thousand pies nonstop between now and Thanksgiving. So we have a lot of uh, early mornings and late nights ahead of us. Amazing. So what is like what was your family's go-to pie at the holidays growing up? Pumpkin. Always. Pumpkin? Yeah. Always. What uh, about you, John? Same. Allison. Um pecan actually. Okay. Yeah. See, that's me too. But I'm from Alabama, so it's like okay. it's a must. Yeah. yeah. There was a local like orchard around that had like yeah. really great pecan pies. So. Amazing. Yeah. Um so Jessica, how can people order or, or washers pies for the holidays if they don't want to make their own? Yeah, let us do all the work for you. Uh Um, We have two retail stores that you can pick up pies from, both um, uptown in Manhattan. You can call either of our stores. All of our info is orwashers.com, and you can find us on social just at orwashers, but we'd be happy to take all of your pie orders, and we'll have plenty day of as well if you don't want to pre-order. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Well, should we go to a quick break, have some pie, and then when we come back, we're going to talk all things cheese? Woo! Awesome. Yes. All right, we'll be right back. I love this episode.
This episode is brought to you by Castor and Pollux, maker of America's number one organic pet food, Organics. You put a lot of care and thought into what you eat. After all, you're a food radio listener. That thoughtfulness goes hand in paw with how you feed your pets. Purposeful pet food doesn't happen by accident. Castor and Pollock scours the earth to carefully select the best organic and responsibly sourced ingredients. New Pristine from Castor and Pollock is the only complete line of pet food made with ingredients that are responsibly raised, caught, or grown. Feed your dog or cat the new standard, like grass-fed beef, wild-caught fish, and vegetables grown without synthetic fertilizers or chemical pesticides. Pristine from Castor and Pollux. Purposeful pet food. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org slash pets. Welcome back to HR and Happy Hour. As you can hear, we are deep into cutting pies, <gasps> slicing cheese, drinking beer from Kent Falls. We're just having a really great time <laughs> all around. All right. So, Allison. Yes. I want to ask you, you are Emmy Roth's brand manager. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved in the cheese world? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, I started my life in traditional ad agency world. And like most people, I was like, ah, you know, like there's something else inside of me. I always was drawn to food. Um, So I always knew like marketing and food would kind of like come together at some point. Like my earlier years, I was working on accounts like motor oil and banks and all this boring stuff. I'm like, I need to do marketing for something that I believe in, you know, like I can feel passionate about. So through a series of like odd jobs and going to culinary school and all this other stuff. Um, I literally, there was one job I was at, I'm not going to say, but I would walk home and I would sit on the bench outside of Murray's Cheese Shop and I would just cry. I used to work there. And I'd be like, I just want to be a cheesemonger. I just want to be a cheesemonger because they're happy people. Look at them in there. Like I would just. It was a sweet job. I mean, yeah, yeah. Cheese people are just happy, happy people. Um, I think there's a science to that, actually. But um, so by, you know, modern day times, I found a job on LinkedIn and it was like all the way up the Palisades. But I didn't care. Like I would find a way to get there. And then lo and behold, I started working at Emmy Roth. And And are you still the only Emmy Roth team member who's based in New York? Yes, I have a um, a guy on my team who does procurement, which means like getting the cheese from Switzerland to New York. He's also still in that office up the Palisade, so it's just him and I, really. Yeah, amazing. And tell us more about sourcing this cheese from Switzerland. We went to a really cool event that you guys did recently that was all about this special, special cheese. Yeah, so the cheese we have here is from the Kalpak Cave, and it's just it's kind of like the luxurious like cheese of the cheese um the cave is 20 
20, 22 million years old. It was formed wow. like when the Alps kind of folded in on themselves and mm. this cave was developed and like somewhere along the line, some guy was just like, yeah, let's put some cheese in there and see what happens. <laughs> and it turned out to be like the best possible environment to age cheese. Um, the temperature is right, the climate's right, and then there's like this, you know, moisture in there and... So the Swiss, you know, the smarties that they were, they're like, all right, let's try this one, let's try that one. And then we just developed this family of cheeses that were, were aging in there. And we have a Gruyere, which is a traditional Swiss cheese in Emmentaler, which most of you people know the cheese with the holes in it. <laughs> it's really, its name is Emmentaler. So we have that on the table over there. Um, we have a special one called Cromo. They add cream to that one, so that mm. one's a little younger. <laughs> That's, my favorite. That's the best one. Yeah. By far. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. the newest one on there, which we're we're releasing in the spring, so it's kind of like a sneak peek that I have it here. Mm. Um, and that is the Chev. And Ooh, yeah. that is a goat's milk that's aged. Um, yep, it's the one. Is that the one I'm pointing that? to here? Yep, yep yeah. that's it. So, yeah, the cave just imparts this, like, unique, crazy flavors on it. There's a lot of, like, mold and, like, microbiology stuff that's happening in there that I can't really explain. <laughs> but it does fabulous things to the cheese, and we love it. And, you know, I want I want the Kalpak cheese to be people's cheese that, like, they can rely on. And, like, yeah. you know, they see it in the store or in the case, and they're like, oh, yeah, the, the Kalpak cheese, that's great. Like, it's crowd pleaser. Let me buy that. So speaking of pleasing crowds, it's the holidays. <laughs> Why should people always have like cheese at a holiday gathering and like what are your tips for picking out really great cheeses? Sure. So why in the hell not? You should always have cheese. <laughs> cheese just, you know, it just makes people happy and it's just a great kind of like entry to the meal, I think, too. Um, like starting with a nice cheese plate and what's good is like, you know, it's it's somewhat I don't want to say filling, but it's enough. Like, if you just have a nice cheese plate to start out with, you don't need all these other, like, crazy appetizer things. It's just a nice, classy way to start the meal. Um, I The rule usually is, like, in threes. So, like, do three cheeses or six. Um, and then oh. kind of always go by um, age or type. Like, kind of try and have, like, if you're going to have, like, a, just have, like, one or two, like, selling points about the cheese to tell your guests, like, this is a cow's milk from Switzerland, and it's, you know, five months old. Mm -hmm. um, or, like, this is a goat's milk cheese. It's soft, and it's delicious. And in the, the cow, and the goats are from Vermont or something like that. <laughs> Um, so, like, have a variety. I mean, the Kalpak cheeses, unfortunately, all look the same because they're just that beautiful kind of straw color. Um, but they're all delicious in their own right. So I always like to kind of think of colors and shapes and varieties. Um, and then just have, like, fun pairings. And don't go crazy. Like, don't, there's no rules. Like, you must have cranberries with Gruyere. I mean... <laughs> It's just what you like. No. Oh. I mean, <laughs> okay. like, it is now. now I mean, yeah. whatever. Now I want to try it. Just have crackers and nuts and berries and dried fruits and mm -hmm. honey. Honey is always a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to, like, not even for Thanksgiving, but, like, through the holiday season with your friends and stuff. And talk to your cheesemongers. They know a lot. Yeah. So ask questions. Enjoy. Well, speaking of Thanksgiving, since it's next week and we're all feeling a little stressed about our holiday prep um are there certain of the callback cheeses that you feel like would be great with a thanksgiving dinner like considering you know that there probably will be cranberry and there's going to be a lot of nuts and, and sure. turkey and 
I think the Kalpa Gruyere is like the best overall, all around. You can use it in recipes. It's a great melting cheese. Um, it just it just is like a hearty cheese. I feel like these Swiss cheeses too. Like there's kind of a seasonality to it. Like people are always ask me like, do you ever get sick of eating cheese? I'm like, no. But like there's a certain time of year when I'm hungry for certain types of cheeses. So the cheeses from Switzerland, I mean, they're Alpine style wash rind. They're kind of a little bit heavier in style. Um, so I think it's perfect for this time of year. Like this, this is like my time of year to drink cider and eat Gruyere cheese. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So speaking and, of the holidays, yeah, John, I wanted to ask you. You're a bar expert. Mm-hmm. What Reti- are some retired bartender? Maybe, <laughs> maybe more appropriate. What are some um, tips you have for making really easy, great cocktails for a holiday crowd? Well. Um, I guess if you're having a holiday crowd, you don't want to do too much work because it is you're already doing so much work. Um, so for an aperitif, like an easy, um, something easy where you don't have to measure, like if you have like a bottle of Amaro, a bottle of sparkling wine, and a bottle of, of uh, seltzer water, and just throw them together in a pitcher and call it a day. Batch it. That's, yeah, batching is your friend. Um, it doesn't have to be complicated or elaborate. It just has to be well-balanced. Um, and then also, I mean... Allison, you brought some uh, a delicious Amaro with you, and that's, to me, at the end of a, a long, intense meal, uh, Amaro is perfect. It settles your digestion. It's like a nice palate cleanser. So, Can we tell them what I learned about bitters from Brad's book? Sure. Okay. So Yeah, we love Brad. Brad Thomas Parsons, right? Yeah, yeah. So, histori- like, from the beginning of time, your body was meant to mm-hmm. think of bitter as poison. Mm. So, naturally... Your body like speeds up digestion when it hear when it tastes bitter because it thinks like you're being poisoned. So the bitter amaro and the bitter drinks like kind of like help with the. the it gets your bile going. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Even in Switzerland, like after fondue, <laughs> they drink kirsch, like the cherry. Yeah. Right? And so mm-hmm. it's like it's like amazing. Like all of a sudden, yeah. you go from like oh my god, I hate myself to like let's have more cheese. <laughs> These are the tips people need for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> How to get really full and then. Drink some Amaro and be ready to go. Just again have a with little like flask and you, like on the side, like under your napkin, just like swig it and then like go back. It's a hot tip. Yeah. So related pro tip for our event on December fourth because we're gonna have an Emmy Roth fondue. Oh, that's right. And uh, we so in my family, I don't know if we're doing this wrong, and and I won't be have my feelings hurt if you tell me that we're doing it wrong. We actually dip the bread in the kirsch before we dip it in the fondue. You can do that. Is that does that still have the same effect? Yeah, choose oh, your own adventure. Okay. One very strong effect of, like, you get immediately wasted. Uh, the other effect might, might be that, I don't know, I, I never feel bad after I eat a ridiculous amount of fondue. I have, a new, I have a new tagline for you. Cheese your own adventure. Cheese your own adventure? Oh, my God. Buttons, stickers, <laughs> billboards. Yes. That's awesome. So I think we better make sure we have some Kirsch available. I like on that. For That'll be really fun. We could do it. Um, what are some other, like, pro-holiday, pro-Thanksgiving tips you guys have? For eating and drinking and, and getting through the holiday all in one piece. Oh, jeez. Dessert first. Yeah. <laughs> this pie yes. is delicious, by the way. I am not usually an apple pie person until I met this pie. Oh, this is delicious. Thank you. What kind of apples are they? Is it like They're a special? They're a blend of New York, different New York mm-hmm. state apples. Wow. So good. Love that. And that is why I asked if I could stay in the studio. <laughs> you you can open the door. Okay. We'll pass you a plate. Well, Jordan, when we were on break... 
So I like the things that we're learning today are, you know, after a heavy meal of pie and cheese, you should probably have some Amaro uh, since you are about to probably go eat dinner at a pizza restaurant. Uh, so we're like, having some good life lessons. But also we got a great one from Jordan when we were on break about uh, a Vermont lesson. Yeah. So there's a saying in Vermont that an apple pie without the cheese is like a hug without the squeeze. Oh. It may or may not be state law that you're supposed like you have to have. It's, it would be cheddar because it's Vermont, but mm-hmm. the Gruyere was tasting really good with the with the apple pie. So mm-hmm. um, just like mix them together, dessert first, add some cheese, have a pie, and call it the cheese course. There you go. Yeah, do it. And I, I think out of modesty, we also maybe didn't mention that on our pie with our cheese, we're also having some uh, arugula ice cream. Uh, oh, <laughs> I guess we believe in balanced diets here at Heritage Radio Network. The, the major food groups are really represented here. Yeah. Ice uh, cream, cheese, and, and pie. Amazing. All right. So, oh, one other thing. John, I wanted to ask you about the book that you're writing. Oh, God. Uh, mm. Well, writing is like a very charitable um, assessment at this point because I have to start writing it first. Uh, it's due in like nine months. Uh, and so I'm writing a book uh, that's kind of what we're talking about where it's about teaching uh, the kind of layperson, home bartender enthusiast, uh, the lessons that a lot of the professional bartenders have sort of like learned intuitively after years of developing recipes and looking at recipes and um, I like to think about it like as if you're learning a language and when you start learning a language like say you go to France and you're like buying like 101 French phrases and it's like you know where's the library and like I need an ambulance and like my name is John and like you learn these sort of distinct like bits of information that aren't really like connected in any real way and then as you learn more and you study more you learn how it all comes together like on a structural level um, and you're able to create in that language effortlessly because you just know the rules and you can just talk and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's kind of, I had that sort of experience when I was learning how to bartend and how to create drinks. I would just copy recipes out of recipe books. And I, after a while, I was like, wait, this is like the same drink, like five different times. I'm like, oh, okay, this is how you make new drinks. Uh, so it's about teaching people why drinks, certain drinks taste good, you know, how to get balance uh, and how you, you know, how to get that balance um, and then how to use those lessons and that, these kind of fundamental truths in various situations that Mm -hmm. you may find yourself in rather than have a book that's, you know, here's all the gin, here's the vodka, here's the tequila. It's kind of like, okay, so you're like at the beach or like you want to have, you know, you're going to a funeral and you need a cocktail and a flask. Like what's the good flask cocktail? (laughs) Or you have a month to prepare and you want to have a really effortless party. You know, how do you do that? Or like you're in your in-laws house and they have like Midori and like, Mm. you know, Oloroso Sherry. Like what is that? How do you make that good? (laughs) Right. Um, or even like it's the end of the world and you need to use up all the stuff in your refrigerator. And, like, <laughs> how, do you make, how do you make eggnog in a mug? And like, you know, I think your next book should be like bartending for the end of the world, like the apocalypse. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're getting close, so you yeah, know, it might be really timely. Yeah, yeah. you guys coming out in time though. Yeah, um, I'll, yeah get, I'll get on that. You did a really cool piece with like great batch cocktails to make for the beach mm-hmm. last summer, and I made one that was like a mint lime cocktail and it was so good and it stayed like frozen perfectly and I got to Fort Tilden and it was like all I wanted. Nice. I'm so glad that worked out for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was nervous because you know you can't really estimate like how long it takes people to get to the beach and I was wondering wondering if people were gonna be like, oh well it took me four hours to get to the beach. Like my cocktail was too hot. Bottles now like keep everything cold. (laughs) Yeah Um, I think I took the train that time so it was like probably almost two hours and but I had it in a cooler, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. 
And it's like four ingredients, you know, it's not really anything and, wild. It's and it was the first time that I'd made a simple syrup by just like, I think I blended the mint with the with the sugar. Yeah. And then strained it. And I didn't have to like actually heat up the the sugar in the water. And it was, I was like, this is, this is like mind blowing. It's pretty easy. I can yeah. do this. Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> it was awesome. I'm going to, we, we should link to that, that article for people to reference next summer. Cause it was like the easiest, best drinks. Oh, <laughs> You're welcome. Um, all right. So you guys ready for some holiday trivia? Always. Okay. Yes. So we have some Thanksgiving theme trivia, which is apropos. Um, Our all right. format is uh, the shout it out style of trivia. Yeah. Feel okay. free. All right. Question number one. This Thanksgiving tradition started in, started in New York in 1924 and was first televised in 1952. The parade. The par- yes. <laughs> I mean, awesome. All right. Question number two. Wait. You should all know that John has Garfield sweater on. Oh, that is fitting. And in honor of the parade. Oh, yeah. Like, Garfield is probably I knew one that. of the I knew oldest, you were going to talk about that. So like, one of the oldest. I don't think he's, he flies anymore, though, right? Oh, really? It's like Snoopy know. now or something, right? I loved Garfield. He was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. All right, question number two. How many pounds of turkey are consumed on Thanksgiving? And we do prices right rules here, so the closest without going over. For, for the whole country or? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. How many pounds? Mm-hmm. And it's a million, something million. How many million pounds? How many million pounds? Five million. Okay. 22 million. Okay. 75 million. Who was highest? John. You're, you win. It yes. is, but you were only so 10% low. of the way there. I got scared. I was going to say 200 million, but that sounded like a lot. It's 736 oh, million. Wow. Oh my God. That's so much turkey. That's like very upsetting and delicious. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a, a tip That's here. like the Empire State Building made out of turkey. It, uh, how, like, probably more. Oh my God. Are you cheating? That's no. what we, that's our follow up tidbit. That <laughs> is just about the weight of the Empire State Building. That's just a thing How he did knows. You know that? I'm just like really good at weights. <laughs> weights I have an intu- Actually, I was the guy at Murray's Cheese. I could do like if they needed a quarter <laughs> quarter a pound of like Humboldt fog, I could like totally eyeball it. No I'm problem. I'm wow. really surprised that that translates to an entire skyscraper. <laughs> John's like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, give or take. <laughs> All right. Okay. That was weird. I measure, I measure for a living. What can I say? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Question number three. Which uh, which state do you think provides the most turkeys to the U.S. for Thanksgiving feasts? Mm. Can we get like a choice? You want a hint? I'll give you a hint. I'll narrow it down. It starts with an M. Maine? No. no. Montana. I'm not going to no. Uh, what else is M? Michigan? Michigan? No. Mm-mm. Massachusetts? No. no. <laughs> the other one. There's another one? Yeah. Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. All right. <laughs> the Midwest. They provide 46 million of those 700 plus million. Um, Where does the rest come from? Much, though. I don't know. Some of them come from Heritage Foods USA, guys. I will say that <laughs> I have a box of two turkeys from Heritage Foods nice. USA sitting outside the studio, so nobody steal it. I'm just saying. <laughs> They're the best turkeys. And my pro tip is to buy two small turkeys instead of one huge turkey because yeah. it's way easier. And you have more for leftovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just save one. Mm-hmm. Don't tell it. people. <laughs> just have a backup turkey. <laughs> backup turkey. That's like the worst in my family. It's like, who's taking the leftovers? They're like, oh. you know, vultures. That's a whole like etiquette conversation, I feel like. Yeah. The leftover thing. Um, that's that's for the next next yeah. year's Thanksgiving episode. 
We're going to do a whole etiquette show. Okay, question number four. <laughs> Don't listen to any of our tips. Yeah. <laughs> How to have the worst Thanksgiving ever and be the most rude guest. Okay, last question. When cooking your turkey to perfection, where is the best place to take the internal temp? The breast? No. I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> The thigh. Correct. Um, and for bonus points, what temperature should it read? One. One seventy-five. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have a DOH food handler's certificate. <laughs> I think mine's expired. <laughs> okay. They do you, never expire. No, they don't. The no, really? New York City ones. Never oh, they expire. should because oh, really? I didn't know oh, the yeah. answer. Yeah, you're <laughs> <forever. laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we have a couple more minutes. Do you guys want to play my? John De- John DeBerry or yes. Jack Handy game? I'm really nervous about yes. this, but... <laughs> I, I, I okay. pulled some good ones. All right. I'm going to read some quotes. You guys tell me if Wait, this is... Wait, where are they from? Is, is, John allowed to, is John allowed to vote? Sure. No, no you probably know. know. No. Yeah. These are either John DeBerry tweets, which are, like, honestly some of my favorite of all time, or Jack Handy, uh, deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Okay? Yes. Question number one. Sunscreen is like butter. You can never use too much. John DeBerry. John DeBerry. Yes. All right. I hope life isn't a big joke because I don't get it. (laughs) It doesn't sound like John. This is only John. Jack Handy. All right. All right. Wait, I actually get a ding ding for that. (laughs) Soap is so basic. John. John. It's a pH joke for you in case you didn't get that. That's a that lie. Wasn't. That's a deep thought. That's a lie, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> wow, this has become a Reddit thread yeah, you're very quickly. With a microbiologist. <laughs> Is, I thought soap had a blood. No, but PHO lie. L Y E. L Y E. Because you use lie to make soap. I'm leaving. This has been fun, by the way. All right, I have a few more. I don't understand why people wait for brunch. John DeBerry. Yeah. Okay. Before you criticize someone, you should walk a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticize them, you are a mile away from them, and you have their shoes. Jack Candy. Jack Candy. Yes. Okay. Last one. This is my favorite. Imagine your masculinity is so fragile you can't drink a cocktail out of a coop. <laughs> Jack Candy? <laughs> that was... The inimitable John DeBerry. All right. That was my favorite game of all time. I'll come back and play anytime. Yeah, there are some definitely some more risque ones that I I decided not to use. Keep it family friendly. Yeah, of course. For once. Is it like an after hours podcast that you guys do? We can can reconvene. We should. We really should. That would be a lot of fun. All right. Thanks for playing along, guys. That's fun. That's fun. Um, Our guests today were Allison Lacey from Emmy Roth Cheese. John Berry, bar expert and author. Can't wait for that book. And Jessica Dragonetti of Or Washers Bakery, who wears many hats at Or Washers. (laughs) I Um, think this has been our most delicious episode of Happy Hour. I think you can say that for sure. Right. (laughs) Thank you guys for the delicious treats. This has been such a joy. Uh, we have some faces peeping in the window at our <laughs> incredible array of cheese and bread and pie and ice cream and bitters. And uh, I'm not mad about it at all. <laughs> so um, huge thanks to everybody who produced our show this week. 
Our producer is Liz Mystic. In the studio, we have Julia Child Bellow, Jordan Werner. We have HRN membership coordinator Hannah Forden. Our uh, dauntless engineer in the booth, Vitor Hirsch. We have Margaret Kelly joining us. And thanks again to our guests, Allison, John, and Jessica. Thank you. And Kat. Thank you. Thanks for being the best co host. Everybody, have a great Thanksgiving. We obviously won't have a show next week because it's Thanksgiving, but we'll see you the week after that. All right. Eat cheese and pie. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.